This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Dot com. Bonnie! Harry Ann. How man, are you? Man, are you ready for a good time today? We've oh, got, we we've do. got Philip Batchelder in the house. house. We've Woo-hoo. got Bi- Bi- Philip Batchelder in the house. <laughs> no, there you know, we, some energy. We, we started to touch on it a few minutes ago. We didn't go that, down there because um, I don't think he believed it, but the first time he and I met, mm-hmm. um, we, we, I came away crying. Crying? Crying. And I, you know, I don't like cry. Like a country song or what? No, I came away crying. There's I mean, no lying, but he was sure <laughs> No, no, seriously. I mean, the guy is such an intense uh, individual that, I mean, he just, he spoke to my heart. Oh, I you know? love that. I mean, seriously, it's, it's not you know, easy when you're six foot six looking up at a six foot eight or whatever. How tall are you, man? I mean, I think we're right there. You know, it yeah. depends on my shoe height, right? It always goes back to basketball season. I got an extra three inches on these. So this season yeah. I'm six nine, but I'm six seven. So. Are you six seven? I know you're taller than I am, yeah. but you're also a, a, a very successful real estate professional here. Mm-hmm. And that's why we wanted you to come on here to t- tell us yes. your story. Philip, you know, I, I believe with all my heart, I'm 70 years old. I believe every, everybody pays a price to be who they are. And I also believe Call me naive, but I believe that some of the things we go through in life aren't just because for us to enjoy or endure, but sometimes it's to help us uh, with, you know, helping other people. You know, I call it being, you know, somebody coming up to a bridge of determination. Can I really, can I really walk over that? Can I really walk through this? Can I really overcome this situation? And then hopefully God has prepared somebody on the other side of that situation like you, like me, like you carry in. That will say, "Hey, take my hand. I've been here before. I can help you across this situation." So, anyway, that, that's why I always try to, first of all, always want to thank people for paying the price to be you. Okay, you're a cool guy. Love your energy. Connie and I first saw you on uh, Facebook. I think it was maybe five, six years ago. And I'm thinking, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> you know, because you came across with such confidence, but you know, in a way that was really intriguing. That that I think drew people into you your story mm-hmm. you know, so first yeah. of all tell us tell us who philip batchelder is okay? oh man okay well you know i'm six seven now so that's the cat's <laughs> out of the bag but uh yeah philip batchelder and i first of all i want to say thank you for having me on the show sure. i really appreciate you guys it's appreciate pleasure, the whole man. team putting this whole thing together and um you guys are incredible but um yeah well, let's jump right into it so, so you're I, from the west coast yeah so i'm from seattle area um and when I was out in the West Coast, I was basically running wide open. I mean, I was definitely not somebody seeking after good things. I was, I was all about drugs, alcohol, just anything to alleviate my pains that I thought I had that seemed real to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up without a, you know, a family or you know, being a latchkey kid or not having a dad around or all these reasons that I came up with, but really getting hooked in with the wrong crowd and, and having no future whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wound up in a place where my downstairs neighbor was my crack dealer and my uh, apartment was 
in the full on ghetto. I mean, and I was at a point where I remember I'd been up for about a week long at that point on drugs. You don't mm. stay up for a week for without, right. without some aid. <laughs> a little aid. I'm going to try to make this comical for you too here, people. But anyway, I, um, so from that point, I was at the edge of my bed. And I remember I just was crying out to God, like, God, help me out mm. of here. Like, I need a new life. I know this is not what I'm supposed to have. I'm surprised I'm still alive. I've had so many different encounters or in prison or both. Mm-hmm. Dead or in prisons where I belonged, you know. Wow. Um, so at that point. A week later, my grandma called me, and she lived in Little Gallatin, Tennessee, out there on Browns Lane. And she said, "Philip, Browns Lane is yeah, Gallatin. yeah, wow. yeah." So um, she said, "What do you think about moving out here?" And everything in my body resonated, yes. Okay, so it was like yes. And I said, absolutely, yes. And then I packed my bags and I left everything behind. And everybody's like, you left everything behind? And I'm like, yeah, I had a toothpaste and some <laughs> toothbrushes that right. I left behind because I own nothing. And uh, I had a car. My mom sold that for me. But when I moved here, I hit the ground, man. I hit the ground trying, doing the things that it took for me to get free from not, not drugs and alcohol are just a symptom. They were for me. That wasn't my problem. My problem was in my heart. My problem was where the darkness was and the negative thoughts that I allowed to come in and cloud my judgment and cloud my perspective and not help me see the real world that God had for me. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, now that I am past that point and I'm plugged in at a church, I tell everybody that uh, God brought me here to find my church and then everything else was a result of it. I remember one, I was just telling the story the other night to somebody and I remember specifically, because when I came here, I still had troubles. I wound up in a recovery home. I mean, I literally disconnected my whole life. I had people wondering where I was. They thought I was dead because I turned off my phone. I turned off all my credit cards. Did you have a car accident too? Yeah, so that was what I was going to tell you the story about. So I had a car accident, but I was staying with... uh, um, my, my wife's family was like, where have you been? They finally tracked me down in this recovery home, right? Cause nobody knew where I was. And they tracked me down. They said, just come stay with us, you know? And I'm like, okay, this is, that's better than living in a room with six guys that literally chain smoke cigarettes 24 mm. hours a day. So I was like, okay, I can try that, you know? So I went and stayed with her and I was still not in a place where I, I was at a place where I was just ready to keep, just keep going. So I remember going out one night and I went down to the Blue Moon Bar out there in Lebanon, Tennessee. Let me tell you, Blue Moon, that's about the only bar they got down there. But you go and visit Blue Moon, you'd be happy. Okay, right. So anyway, I went to Blue Moon, and I remember I had plenty of drinks, and, and I was getting ready to head home, and it had just rained, okay? And I was coming around. Uh, it was a back road back there. I can't remember. Horn Springs or something like that. Anyway, came around this bend, and it was literally, you know, an elbow turn. And the elbow goes down into a creek. Mm-hmm. And so I was going 45 around a 10, and my car literally just like, guess what? Momentum, you're off the road. I literally just went sideways off the road. There was not like any, anything to stop it. So now I'm down in this ditch and there's water pouring into my car and it's, it's soaking my feet. I mean, I literally opened the door. I put my foot in the ground. Like that's going to help, right? Like I'm He-Man like, Oh yeah, I'm going to push this car back and forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm reverse forward, reverse forward, reverse forward. I finally got my car turned where I was going underneath this tiny little bridge. Turns out I wound up years later, I sold the house right there on the corner oh, right there. And the guy remembered somebody wow. driving through the creek and I was like, that was me. Oh, wow. So anyway, I wound up getting my car turned and now I'm driving through a creek and I'm, I'm like, what am I going to do? I got to get out of this creek. So I jerked the wheel to the left. Now I'm driving through people's yards. What am I going to do? <laughs> Crank the wheel again to the left and then boom, I just pop out onto the road. I'm like a block away from the house. I made it to the house. I went inside, went to sleep, 
came out the next day. My car looked like the Jolly Green Giant had stuck a stick in my exhaust mm, mm. and swizzled it through the mud and looked like a giant snowball fight of grass and mud mm. on my car. And if you know me at all, you know that I like my car clean. Yeah. Mm. It needs to be it's clean. It's the shiniest one out here in the It is, yeah, line. it is probably. Anyway, <laughs> so I went out there the next day and I put my hand on top of my car and it was like God spoke to me right inside. My just I heard it clear as day. And it was, son, you don't have many chances left. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, he wasn't saying like, I'm going to kill you because that's not God, you know, to me. Right. And you know that God, I don't know. But he was like saying, listen, your choices are leading you to a place where I can't continue to protect you from your choices. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so that was like this gigantic realism for me. And I'll tell you what, from that moment forward, I got plugged in at my church. I started faithfully serving. I left everything else that I knew. I I'd literally totally surrendered at that point. Went and washed my car, by the way. <laughs> it was real clean. Scratches on top, wound up selling the car later. But anyway, I got, I got plugged into my church. Seven months later, I'm married. Now it's 16 years later to the day. I am married. I'm free from all of that. I have two beautiful girls, five and seven, and we've got another baby on the way in July. Oh. And, you know, God has been so good to me, but it has not been easy. Too. And I think one of the key things there for people to realize when they hear this 16 year gap, let me tell you something very clearly. Okay. That gap was full of pain for me. It was full of growth moments. It was full of the moments where I worked a W2 job where the boss came in and checked my temperature by kissing my forehead moments like that where you're just dealing with these hard things in life and how you handle it at that moment it's dealing with the moments in life where i really like this pin from work i want to take it home but character and integrity in your heart says that's not your pin or you take the stapler and you bring it back little things like that like so it was this growing season and i think for me it was god keeping me in the dark doing work on my heart where mm. i had all these skills i mm-hmm. had this ability to communicate i can i could do extra exponentially more than i think than you know everybody just has a different skill set different gifting but mm-hmm. it had to be i had to be polished you know and i felt like for a long time i was wondering what am i supposed to be doing mm-hmm. like here i am i'm working at a bank or i'm working at Publix, not to knock any of that yeah but i just knew that God had more for me. There was more potential there. And I've always been told my whole life, and this is actually one of my least favorite sayings that anyone can ever say to me because it drives me to want to show them that the opposite is true. And when they say, you have so much potential, mm. I hate that saying. Yeah, yeah. You know why? Because I want to live out my potential. Yeah. I want people to see my potential. Mm-hmm. I want people to understand, hey, he had potential, but he acted and made choices in such a way that what allowed him to access Mm -hmm. his potential. So for me, that was a huge key in learning that, yes, you have potential, but how do I access it? It's like equity in a house, right? Mm -hmm. I've got all this equity in my home. How do I access it? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it was letting go and letting my house get cleaned up by the only one that I knew who could do it best. And that was Jesus for me, you know? So, you know, a lot of people hear the story and it's like my pastor says all the time, everybody wants a mega church. But nobody saw me 35 years ago taking out the trash mm-hmm. and mowing the yard for free. Right. And that was my life. I mean, for a long time. And now I've got 10 rental properties. You know, I, I've got four listings on the ground right now. I've got 
other buyers. I've got more clients, you know, than I know what to do with that are wanting to relocate here, especially for this kind of market. As you know, it's crazy. You know, it's a, it's a crazy situation and we're still navigating it and it's not all smooth sailing, but all of those times of difficulty where I had to be in those positions that I didn't want to be in, Mm -hmm. they prepared me for times like this where I, now I'm ready to, to deal with the hard stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think what happens so many times is they think I want to get into real estate. Yeah. I'm going to get into real estate. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then the minute they face something really mm-hmm. hard, because you face something in real estate, it can be really hard, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're dealing with a massive asset. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not just dealing with pushing a broom around anymore. Huge emotions. Right. Yeah. So huge emotions. So I was able to, you know, uh, I'm able to just kind of work through that a lot better. And I feel like it's a, it's been something that's just been, um, just being to work able, able to work through that has helped me a lot. So, so how, how long have you been licensed? So uh, I, I've been licensed now seven years. Seven years. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when I first got started, I had a buddy in the business and he was at the point where he just sold a company. And so he was at the point where he wanted to be an investor and he was buying and selling and I was just scrapping. I'll tell you. And here's another thing. Like if realtors are listening to this and you're just starting out. Are. Oh, good. If, <laughs> if you wait, Okay. The ones that are listening to this. You need to realize that you need to do what you need to do for you to be successful. And what does that mean? Like for me, when I first started out, I was literally calling every single house and every opportunity that I had, and I was offering them a 0.25 commission. Now, do I do that anymore? Absolutely not. Why? Because I bring value. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because I know the market. Why? Because I have four listings on the ground. Nobody else does. And I'm actually hearing the feedback. I'm able to work through it. We're able to work through those things. I got money on my side now. I've got resources. Why would I just give it away? But I'm telling you in the beginning, it is not easy. And you have to say, I am, it's not going to just be overnight. It's going to be over time. And the ones that make it through the seasons like this, I have seen it time and time again, where they make it through these next two, three years of trial and some tough stuff. And you're going to flourish. You're going to bloom. Your business is going to just, just take off because people are like, he's still there. Yeah. Yeah. He's still around. He's serious about it. It's yeah, not a part-time deal. It wasn't like he just skipped out on me, you know, right. when, when things got hard. Mm-hmm. So. And the difficulties aren't moving the needle for you, meaning you're, you aren't even questioning. You'll see all these faces out there of other real estate agents, nervous, concerned, and you're like, what's going on, right? right. This is just, right. yeah. I'm just doing my what I do. Right. I'm doing me, right, type Absolutely. of thing, um, which is a huge win. And I love that because so many people that I know are going through some difficult times. Right. And, you know, we, when we live through those, it just makes us stronger, right. you know, it, and it is so, so true. Um, and it allows us truly to understand about being the tortoise and not the hare. This is the long game, right? Yeah. Totally the long game. Absolutely. Um, and those that are getting in the business just because they think they can make something fast or they can do this really quickly. There's a reason why many of us took the time, you yeah. know, to, to get to the mm-hmm. other side, you chase, 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 and then you, be, then you are yeah. chased, right? Yeah. You are having the people come to you right versus you having to run out and try to you know capture all those folks so amazing so what was the time frame your buddy was in the industry is that how you just thought of real estate no so yeah i was a teacher at the time and i was teaching fourth grade and i kind of felt like by my second year it was, teacher as well. yeah i was a okay. teacher so yeah. i actually graduated from mtsu with a teaching degree okay and so i graduated at 30 with a teaching degree went back i was like oh i'm gonna get my degree mama gonna be proud and she's mm-hmm. like you gonna be a what <laughs> teacher right like so anyway i i uh i went and got my degree and um and then by the second year of teaching it it just felt like it said rest in peace over my door you know because i didn't want to go get a, a doctorate to be a principal to make 
a little bit more. I mean, it's more money, but still it wasn't, an, it wasn't what I wanted. And, and so I, I, uh, I was just like, my, I was telling, talking to my buddy cause he's just a good friend. And he's just like, well, what do, what do you think about just trying real estate out, you know, and, and trying it out. So we had 11 snow days in a row. It was one of those years where we had the ice, one of those ice storms. Yeah. And, uh, for those 11 days straight, studied got my got everything done oh cool i literally was looking at the snow not going out i didn't have any kids at the time so it was like okay we'll focus on this got it done took my test and then uh i had to keep it a secret for a while right because here was my plan is i'm not going i worked all year dad coming I'm going to get paid for my summer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pay me for this summer while I'm growing my business, you know? Right, so right. I kept it, I kept it on the down low. And then, um, I, I just hit the ground running like you wouldn't believe. And, and, uh, and I was so fortunate to have my buddy at the time. Cause you know, it's just one of those things where, and I, what you said is so important, Carrie. And it led me to the idea of these younger people. It's, it's about mentorship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about realty one is that I know Monty's heart mm for mentorship and people. He's a people person. He loves people. He wants to see people grow. Carrie wants that as well, or she wouldn't be here doing podcasts. Okay. We all have businesses. We want to do that, but our genuine, and if you want to say, oh, wow, that's not genuine, you know, whatever. You're just saying that to get, but if that's your heart, then please don't, don't ever call me. Okay. So, but they're genuine people who want to make a difference in people's lives. And that is one of the true blessings that I had from the very beginning was I had mentors Mm -hmm. and I, you know what though? They didn't come up to me and say, can I be your mentor? Right. Nobody ever right. did that. Right. You know what I had to do? Mm-hmm. I had to go up to them mm-hmm. and, and bug them and ask yeah, them yeah. and so say, let's, hey, let's would you mind? Yeah, yeah, right. Let's go mm-hmm. to lunch. Let's do mm-hmm. something. Let's. And so from then on, I mean, I'll tell you, my, one of my best, one of my best buddies from church, he, his name's Dustin Plummer. And he wouldn't, well, yeah, anyway, I said it now. So his name's Dustin Plummer. And he is an investor and you just would never know it about him. Sure. But he's one of those guys who just makes a difference in other people's lives with what God's blessed him with. Wow. And now I'm on that track too of being an investor. Mm-hmm. And my goal is just work myself out of a job mm-hmm. because reality <laughs> is I want to have, I, my goal was 20 homes personally to own this year in investing. I'll probably make 10. I'll probably make 10 that I acquired this year is my, wow. so half of that's okay. Wow. But you know, by the time I'm 45, I want to be able to hang up my real estate coat if Mm -hmm. I want to, Mm -hmm. but you also know, Monty, I'm not afraid to look somebody in the eye right now. It's got a $1.5 million home and say, Oh, you no, you're fired (laughs) because the reality is, is I got to see, I got to see him do that. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah. 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 I think when you're strong within who you are, you can do that. You know, I mean, I think, uh, we got to a place and I love Monty's heart as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we know confidently that, Tomorrow we can still make it. Yeah, like yeah, we can yeah, still we'll make it, right? Right. Um, and you're you're solid in who you are, and you know all the goodness that you'll bring, and and God will bless you right. with something tomorrow for sure. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, I think we're going to go through some some challenge, some interesting times. But the um, the the idea of if somebody is truly stealing your peace or your joy, then you really have to, and that's the conversation you and I had. Right. Because it goes against everything. You work so hard to get that million and a half dollar listing opportunity. And then the person starts showing their true selves, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, it, it's not going to get any better than this. No. You know, the pressure yeah. really hasn't started yet, you know. <laughs> and if they're already trying to take the steering wheel away and drive the bus on their own, you yeah. know, that's mm-hmm. why we have a motto here in the organization that we're always looking for MQCA in our clients motivated because if they're not motivated it's like pushing a string up the hill but if they're not and if they're not qualified of course it's just you know right. a lot of chaos 
and, and, and that's, that C stands for coachable. If they're not coachable, then, again, the three-year-old's driving the bus, and it's going to be a mess. And, of course, we all like the letter A. You know, Blake Johnson, my right-hand guy, was we were on the phone this morning, and, and he gave up so much this recent weekend to put a deal together. When I say gave up, gave up a lot of time, energy, some, some percentages, sure. and all this stuff. He had both sides of the deal, and then the people had the nerve. I mean, gave up a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the people came back today and said, well, I think you should have to pay for that cleaning bill of $120. It wasn't the $120. Mm-hmm. It taps into me of a lack of respect or an appreciation. And yeah. So that's my Achilles heel. But anyhow, going back to MQCA, motivated, qualified, coachable, and, 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 and uh, appreciative. As a real estate professional, I challenge you to always have that kind of mindset that that's who you're attracting into your life. When somebody says, how's it going? I'm attracting into my world, motivated, qualified, coachable, and appreciative buyers and sellers. And I always say now, real estate professionals as well yeah. in that. But but I think we have to set the stage of who we're attracting in our life. Mm-hmm. You know? but, but also, mm-hmm. I think, being true to who you are. Right. What, well, yeah. I already know when Absolutely. I walked in what I was getting. Yeah. I know all you, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of energy. There's there, You're just going to tell us how it's going to be. There's no filter. That's huge, right? right. And you're going to attract people that, like you trust you, want to be hanging out with that. So for the real estate agents out there, too, some of them tried to be something. And I did that a long time ago. I tried to be something. I wore these tweed suit coats jackets skirts all that yeah none of that just be you right (laughs) if you're loud and fun and you want to wear bright colors and i want to dye my hair this all the things do it do you for you you know because you will be more confident and you will continue to grow the right way and you'll find your people you know you'll totally find your people and then you'll be like oh you're not my people exactly and we're gonna go left that's that's what he did with that uh, yeah exactly you're not my people i'm sorry you're not worth you know we got we got to remember we have certain number of seats on the bus that we're driving you know if you've read the uh, energy bus and if somebody's taking that seat that isn't qualified to be sitting in there in your bus, we, we got to have a heart to heart. That's right. They're either going to step up and become qualified or, sorry, we have to let you mm-hmm. off at the next corner. But exactly. I do think when you and I started out, and I do think that it is important that we welcome all personalities, True. right? Because it makes us stronger mm-hmm. to handle and how you navigate through personality A, personality B. Exactly. If right. you just close right. off right at the beginning, no, all of them, I don't know if your business does flourish as much, no, right? And so yeah. I do think, you know, there are going to be some folks, you know, when getting a mortgage, there's a lot of passion and emotion, you know, and sometimes the more emotional folks are the ones that I could, without even knowing, I can tell you the rest of their story. Right. And normally it's, it's a credit related thing or this mm-hmm. related thing, or, you know, they're too busy, you know, and, um, and so it is important to kind of understand all personalities yeah. you know because you're better at handling those and not to say so-called handling but thinking two steps ahead and knowing that that's a data person or that's a person that needs a little love and you know tender love and care all the mm-hmm. things you know yeah. and then when you get to a place where you know that transaction doesn't mean as much you can make the decision yeah. you know that you totally i, I don't need to and deal I think with that, that. that like resonates with me really really like a ton because when as a salesperson and a sales professional you learn to pick up on stuff like Mm -hmm. that and the fact that you just said that you could dictate you could tell what the issue probably is based off of emotion Mm -hmm. it tells you how strong emotion is in our in our Mm -hmm. industry and and just in in where in the world in general right now and i think one of the biggest things that people are gonna the the people that are gonna be most successful is the ones that make choices based off of uh, wisdom and good decisions and mentorship instead of how you wake up and feel every day. 
Oh, you I'm wake sure. up and make Absolutely. decisions on how you feel. I'll see you a month from now in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things where you've got to make your decisions based off of your goals, off of where you want to be, who you want to be. And I didn't, again, I have, I spent a lot of time in the dark learning that. Mm-hmm. So I recommend if you can, there's no question in your mind. In other words, no question in my yeah. mind. If yeah. I let my emotions run my life when I wake up mm-hmm. based on how I feel and there's a little devil sitting in the corner of my bed, oh, you got these listings and no one's going to see them. What are you going to do? And I'm just like, well, I could sit there and I could get freaked out or bothered or whatever, or I can get up and do my routine, mm-hmm. do the things that I know that have gotten me to where I have these listings and right. continue to make those decisions because right. those are the ones that brought me success. Right. Right. Not that emotion. Right. Right. So, so true. So Philip, I see you as a, you know, as a mentor to uh, newer agents, what would you, what would you tell somebody who's starting out right now? Because there's there's still people getting their license, still people stepping into this uh, interesting world that we have right now. So, well, how, what are you going to tell them? What's what's going to, how are you going to direct them if you're a mentor? Because I, I think you are a mentor, whether you are actually mentoring anybody or not. People are always watching well, you because watch they're attract, you. you're right, attracted yeah. to the energy. Yeah. 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 So for me, I think the first thing I would do is 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 just get a sense for them you know because you can tell a lot just by letting them talk Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. and then i just i think i'd find their passion point Mm -hmm. or their pain point Mm -hmm. because if i can find one of those two things then i can generally help somebody and direct them in a path because a i know you're hurting you're making decisions based off this again emotion right Mm -hmm. or making decisions based off of passion Mm -hmm. i'm a very passionate person okay so i can totally relate to that uh, but I also can empathize with people that are going through those pain points. So I would find that. And then I would, I, the, the second thing I would do is tell them to go to Realty One and talk to you. Okay. <laughs> and then the, the third thing that I would do is I would say, listen, you have got to find a way where you can get in front of enough people mm-hmm. to where you can get a yes. Mm-hmm. Power of numbers. Your first yes is huge. And mm-hmm. until you get that, you're going to feel like a floundering failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even after you get it, there's still going to be times where you hear that little chirping in your ear. Mm-hmm. But my, what I do is not going to fit everybody else. Nobody, a lot of people right. aren't going to want to make a YouTube channel. Living right. in Nashville with Philip Batchelder YouTube channel. Look it up. <laughs> Philip Batchelder Realtor Instagram. But okay, so the, but the reality <laughs> is, is not every what's that? <laughs> so not everybody's going to do that though. But not everybody should. But they have to do something. I know. Yeah. You have I, to pick I think, up a I think phone. More and more people have to embrace that idea, though. I really do. Yeah. We live in a world who would rather not read. And really not, I mean, they want to be watching something. And I think the more real you are, the more followers you're going to get. But do something. Yeah. do something. Do something. Do something. That but get a mentor first, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah, get a mentor yeah. and then just w- let them guide you mm-hmm. into passive success. And if, if you need, I mean, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Yeah. You know? And we need to remind ourselves that no one's coming to us. Like, right. I can't sit back and wait for anybody right. to come to me. I mean, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, how did you move the needle in your business? Because I went to y'all. Yeah. I, I yeah. created a place where you could come to me, right? Yeah. I, I, I made that environment. I would think as a real estate agent, you need to find your place. You know, I, was, mm-hmm. I just did this speaking event with a bunch of uh, loan officers across in different states. Um, and they said, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do this. And that's your choice that we have choices in our right. life. 
However, what got us here won't get us there. And if you're brand new into the business and you're somebody that came from industry A and now you're in this industry, you definitely have to step out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. And if this is the year that we're so-called normalizing sure. the world, yeah. this is the year to jump out, do things that are awkward, uncomfortable, because guess what? The worst thing anybody could ever say is no or you know whatever. And that yeah. was terrible. Yeah, it was. Lord, but I did it <laughs> once and now I'm going to do it twice and I'm going to get right. better and better and better. And that's going to make you more successful. Do not care what other people think of you. You don't. No, I don't no. care. And I think one of the things too that goes, like just saying I always heard was, is you can't, you can't steer a parked car. So true. So if you're like literally just sitting there, guess what? Your car's not moving. You can't steer it. Right. And, and the other one is it, it's been, if it's been a long time since you've done something for the first time, then it's about time. Oh, I love, love that. Woo. You know, on that first one, That's a, good a lot one. of people think motivation creates action, but it's really action that creates the motivation. You've got to be in motion. Yep. Yeah. I love that part as well. Someone, my girlfriend said something about, you know, the squirrel, you know, that's crossing the, the interstate. I'm going to get this all wrong, but so again, it was a, wasn't a chicken. Like, it was a I don't know. One of the animals, I <laughs> think it's the, the road, dang it. whatever is dead. The reason is because they Whatever's stopped. Dead. They, they squished. The animal squished on the ground. There's something. Well, this is a sad podcast. Now I have a raccoon story. If you but make a decision. That. Make go left, go right. Yeah. Don't just sit there, you know, and not do anything. Right. Right. Because you will get squashed. Meaning yeah. the market will squash you. Yeah, right. Yeah, it will. And this is totally the time to you know look for one. Don't look for ten. Look for one. Then right. look for two. Then now acquire four, and it's going to slowly, right. slowly start to move, and you're going to find your group you're going to find your lane where you're super comfortable yeah and it may be a youtube video maybe it may not be but you know what uh, we have another rg agent that stepped out of her comfort zone um doris berry super proud of her i was so and proud of her coming she yeah. she did something that was super uncomfortable but she knew what she did she teamed up with someone that was a little more comfortable in that arena which was me and that was great and so smart on her part and now she has content to be able to push out there to continue to move her in the right direction that's what you do right you step out of your comfort zone love that philip the other day you reached out to me and said hey i need a new book to read what do you recommend Mm. i love that about you man because because you recognize i think the battleground is here and we've got to keep that fresh they've got to keep that alive we've got to keep a winner's mentality and so forth being an athlete i'm sure that's really helpful right um, you were and you chose. Then you came back and said you'd you'd uh, embraced uh, John Maxwell's uh, leadership book, I think, or something. Right, yeah. One of those one of those books. Yeah. How do you? I mean, in addition to reading, how do you win the battle between your ears? Because I think that's the battle that mm-hmm. is the most critical one. I know Carrie Ann's a voracious reader. I'm a voracious reader. I try to bring ideas to our team of, of hey, this is a great book. You need to embrace it. How else do you win that battle? So I, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but getting around other people that have winners mindsets, mm, mm. Love that. It, listen, I'm around two people that are voracious readers. I think I'm in a good room of success. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I forget the stat, but I read it. People who read one book a year, even, I think it was astronomical, the level of success compared in to somebody who never yeah. reads. Right. And that's just one book. Right. We're not talking about somebody who reads. 20, 30, 40, 50 mm-hmm. books a year, you yeah. know? So anyway, uh, for me, I think that that's, that's key because for me, when I'm not around people, I get, I turn inward 
an inward's not good for me, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I'm an extroverted introvert. Like I do need my downtime, but at the same time, an we, extroverted introvert. Yeah, I've not heard that before. So, I'm one of those too. Yeah, my grandpa coined the term because he actually graduated. He he went back, got his psychology degree, and he didn't graduate with his degree because he a uh, professor pissed him off. But anyway, that was a whole other story. <laughs> my grandpa was an honorary man. So anyway, but he loved running tests on me. I was a good one to run tests on as <laughs> a kid. And so that's when I discovered I was an extroverted introvert. But an um, extroverted introvert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like my time to myself but I also really it's not an option for me I have to be around people Mm -hmm. at some point I think we flourish too around people you know and it brings the the goodness out of us Um, I think that's a huge a huge win but yeah I think um, you know studying um, the other thing too not just reading but put yourself at the table where you are the lowest ranked always and that was huge for me to humble yourself or you're kind of scared and you're super uncomfortable oh yeah because all these people do you know more um or they do it different and they do it their way you can learn so much you know so much um and that's something too that if i was new i would try to you know do that as well uh, get aim, to that aim, table amen to that i know this is pr- probably sounds corny uh especially a lady in the room but i'll never forget the first time <laughs> okay, that i met somebody <laughs> I was in a I was in a meeting, uh, a real estate top producer meeting in, in Chicago. I think it was at the time I was doing 100 units a year, and to me that was a lot of business. Okay, and I couldn't imagine exceeding that. And in that meeting, the the uh, speaker called out a gentleman who was doing a thousand units, mm-hmm. and that just like my mind just blew. Well, you know, coincidentally, as life would have it. He and I are both in the bathroom at the same time, at the urinal at the same time, and I'm thinking, this guy pees the same way I do. You know, <laughs> I'm straightforward. I'm thinking, you know, and he's, and he's certainly shorter than I am, That's so right. why, why can't I do a thousand That's units right. a year? You know? But That's my point funny. is, I think, I think sometimes when you get a, around success, that success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be more successful, you want to take it to the next level, then you get yourself around what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Let's don't, don't be the, the top dog around the table. Yeah. You know, Some people a, talk about putting their pants on the same way. Monty's about peeing the same way. We all pee the same way. Totally fine. But no, but I, I came with a huge. new confidence hey. though. And whatever it takes. And whatever know? it takes. You know, it's a trigger <laughs> moment for you. I think a lot of us that start out and we're at a, a one level, we look at those people and go, ah, that could never be me. That's for them, right. not me. You right. know, and I did that for years. I mean, yeah. I could still tell you the story of me in the back of the room and looking up just in complete awe. And now to think that I'm in the front of the room yeah. and it's just all it is, is one step in front of the other, but staying consistent, staying who, true to who you are, always trying to level up tomorrow, level up tomorrow. You don't have to be extreme. And here's the deal. The definition of success for each one of us is different. Mm-hmm. So being the top producer doesn't mean that they have more success than you, right? It just depends on your definition of yeah, to- total yeah. success. Success doesn't necessarily mean money. No, so, you know, right. And find what life. brings you, you know, the best, mm, you know, the money. best. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm blessed to have that yeah. because I can do so much more yeah. with it. Right. You money know? gives I you think. options is the options, point of the money. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To but be able to I, bound to every good work. I know that will resonate with you. That's what prosperity is, is to be able to abound to every good work. What that means obviously is that if you run into a situation where you think, man, that's a really great ministry or that's a really great cause, like we're you know, like for instance, this is maybe not a great example, but right now we're having our rog dog one day effort that where we're you know we've given our our agents a reason to contact their their uh, yeah. their circle of influence to say hey we're having a special effort to help the rescue you know the not rescue mission but the dog rescue what do they call mm-hmm. it you know the pound but anyway um, 
I'm sorry. I'm but rambling. I think that actually speaks <laughs> to what we're talking about is the passion point. So for yeah. example, right. Monty loves dogs, dogs pets, loves mm-hmm. animals. Things, yeah. So what do you love? What you know, you, you ever hear the story of the girl who she went to her pastor and said, I can't do what, what I don't have a ministry. I don't have anything to do. And the pastor looked at her and said, what can you do? What can you do? Well, and the pastor said, I can make cookies. So she started making cookies and I forget the name of them, but it actually is a really well-known cookie now yeah, yeah, yeah. that she literally would just make them take yeah. them to nursing right. homes, everything. Right, and she did right, what she could right. do. It's kind of like the story of what's in your hand. Right, you know, God right. goes to Moses says, well, I don't mean to make this like a preaching session, but goes to Moses, what's in your hand? Mm-hmm. And he, he's got a stick, throws down the stick, turns into a snake. What is in your hand to today? You, yeah, what uh-huh. is your skill set mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. that makes you the person that can speak to that person? Because right. there's somebody who needs what you have, mm-hmm. period. I, I love what following Ryan Sirhan and he talks about, I'm a real estate agent and dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. What is mm-hmm. the and yeah. piece? Mm-hmm. So you can combine the two. What is your and? Right, what, mm-hmm. is your, what is your and, you know? And, you know, when you just are very passionate and you do what you love to do, yeah. I love creating solutions to all mortgage problems. Like I, bring it on, yeah. bring it on. That fuels my bucket. I love seeing their face, all the things. Then that leads to dollars, right? That yeah. leads to, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, financial yeah. success, all, all of that. But then what are you doing to kind of continue to build up this long career? Because in real estate and in mortgage, it can go high and then you can just stop and you could go way down, right? Mm-hmm. How do you keep it level and continue to grow something that is a true career that fuels uh, all things, you know? I think I think the one of the key pieces of that mm-hmm. is that you have to embrace change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't embrace change, then just hang it up. Anything you do, no matter what it right. is, but especially in real estate, and especially, especially in, in this market, mm-hmm. in this world, if you're not going to embrace change, then you're just going to just move on. You well, know? I mean, I think we, we giggle cause it was, um, paper, paper, paper for so long yeah. and now it's paperless. And that was a struggle of a change. Yeah. It was a HUD one. Um, and now it's, um, a, a CD that mm-hmm. needs to be signed three full days prior. Right. Oh, yeah. So think if you weren't in that world, that was a huge deal for us. How can we do it? This is never going to be su- We're never going to be successful. Having customers sign a document three full days prior to closing right, blah, right. Blah, 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 to know that I closed loans in eight days on a regular basis yeah. with still that requirement wow. right wow. type of That's thing crazy. and so you do embrace the change now sometimes change is not easy but when you do and then you find the groove and your rhythm you can just soar even and even further agreed speaking of change our industry is uh possibly changing here with this uh nar lawsuit uh, have you seen much detail details a little bit a little bit only from you i think yeah so. well again i think i want to remind everybody that you've got to focus on listings more than ever before that's why I'm so one of the reasons I'm so proud of you, brother, for mm. having more listings. I think in our office than anybody at the moment, one person, um, and that. But that's where the security is. You know, when I got my license year uh, 39 years ago, my broker said, "Just work with buyers. It's a shorter relationship. You don't have to pay for advertising." And um, and it wasn't long before I realized, no, the real mantra is: if you want to last, you have to list. Mm-hmm. And that's where the leverage is. That's where the opportunity to develop a life is and so forth. Well, that's never been more true than what, where we're heading right now, I think, because there is a chance that the buyer agency part of the equation is going to be adjusted. And so I want everybody to be mindful of that. You're going to hear more and more about that. I loved what Tom Ferry said the other day on, on that topic. He said, you have three choices. Choice one, act like it's not going to happen. Just keep on blazing through it no right. matter what and that, see how that I think works. think Blockbuster did that. <laughs> <laughs> Step two, uh, cry and complain and, and go sit in the corner and suck your thumb. Or three is 
pivot to what what the change is and and we're sitting right here between us is miss pivot right here because that's uh, i can imagine your business carrie ann you've pivoted so much you must feel like a ballerina sometimes just yeah. spinning you know? i mean we <laughs> had major change in the mortgage world so many years ago that we had to all you know pivot and, and change with but here's one thing that i'm doing and i i embrace you to do the same T- tomorrow will shine bright yeah Right, so you should be planning for tomorrow. The listings will come when the market does shift. The market will, mm-hmm. meaning the rates will shift again. So already start to tee up success for tomorrow. Where are you farming? Who are you going to go after? Now, you're not going to maybe get the listings right at the moment. You're not planning to get the listings right now. I'm not planning to get the refinances right now, but I am putting systems in place for what is to come tomorrow. Yep. And so I think if you plan six months out, you will be ready. If you're planning that's just gold. what you're doing today, that's gold, you, guys. You're, that's, we're out, right? right? That's not what we're doing. The CEOs of the, our own businesses are planning already for next quarter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, mm-hmm. and do that. You know, plan to know who your connections are so when they are going to uh, list and when it's the right time for them, you are that agent to, to pick yeah, up the too, listing. Too often I, in this industry, I see people pivoting, but pivoting too late you know things yeah. already changed you yeah. know and they weren't ready we're for late it. to the dance right yeah. we can get a lot further when we're maybe on time or a little earlier early <laughs> what do they say early is late and late is yeah Philip, so, so uh, before we uh say adios here yeah um how do people find you again so you can find me philipbatchelder.com you can find me on instagram philip Batchelder realtor or youtube philip Batchelder. well my youtube link is on my instagram uh but philip Batchelder realtor on facebook as well so basically just Google Philip Batchelder and I'll be there. It's I love Batch- that. Yeah, it's Batchelder. I love that. And if Batchelder. you need a little dose of energy, definitely uh, follow him because he is, you Absolutely. know, full, I would, full I would highly that. recommend that you take him to lunch or something and, and tap his brain if you're thinking, if you're newer on the spectrum of real estate, I, love it. Um, I think he would you know, be grateful to spend some, uh, invest some time in your career because I know that you're a result of people investing their time in yours. And here's what um, I do. I get so much out of people that aren't even within my own organization. Right. You know, when you yeah. all grow together, we need great people in different places. So you even do. if you're not with ROG, definitely oh, uh, reach out it's for sure. It's not about ROG, but no. it is about um, working from a place of abundance, of it generosity. Right. Of, Gosh, I, I want to go know. down that road too on abundance. I tell you, but it's okay. I don't know. We don't have time, but I really, man, <laughs> I'm on, so passionate come on, come about on, brother, Let's talk about okay, it. Okay. Listen, I, another thing that I would tell new realtors or realtors in general, the, a lot of people are having to leave our industry because things got so good that we lost track of where we were trying to go. Mm-hmm. But we got so wrapped up in what everybody else was doing, selling them houses. You have to stay focused on your goals too. If yeah. your goal is to save money and be a realtor for a long time, guess what? You need to save money for mm-hmm. times like this. Yeah. And my whole plan was from the beginning, I told my wife, when this market changes, we're going to start scooping up rental properties left and right. And I'll tell you, I, I have my listings, yes, and I have my real estate business, but I am so much more excited because I was able to save and live from a place of abundance where I don't have to worry, can I still pay Esteban to mow my yard? No, you know, I I can do the things and live Mm -hmm. the way that I'm accustomed to Mm -hmm. because I thought ahead and I was saving money. And that goes back into my my childhood and my parents. We lived in this place called Golden Ridge when I was a kid. Okay. Golden Ridge. Imagine. A lot of gold. Oh, man. It was... Streets of gold. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it was a golf course and we built this beautiful home. And then next thing I knew, uh, we went from living there to living in a motel. Wow. So it was a very traumatic experience for sure. me as a child wow. to go through that financially. And I don't live out of that place anymore, but I live in a place where I 
have kids and I want them to never feel that emotion Mm -hmm. or any type, because number one reason people get divorced is money or, or problems is money. So if you can eliminate the problem of, do I have savings? Do I have the money to do what I need to do to move forward? Then do it. If you don't, then maybe it's not time to go full time into real estate. Maybe it's time to keep your job, do your best to get one or two closings, continue to build a business Mm -hmm. and do it successfully in something Mm -hmm. you can be proud of instead Mm -hmm. of jumping in and then floundering and failing in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And then you tuck your tail and go back to where you were in the Mm -hmm. beginning. So, I I mean, I have so much more to say about passion Mm -hmm. and about money and all that stuff. But anyway, that's that's I'm grateful for Meg Sear back in the day. She would take 50% of everything I made, babysitting, serving, all the things. And I always thought she was stealing my money. But she was teaching me about live off of 50% of everything. And I still do that to this day. And it's a a huge win. You know, and teaching Aubrey the same thing. I think that um, goes so much further because there are going to be ups and downs in our business. There are going to be things that are going to cost us a lot of money and not. um, And if you like to do certain things, I don't like cars, but I do like these other things, you know, and you find your what's a win for you that fuels you and celebrates you and all things. But yes, saving money is if you can, right? You change your lifestyle to be able to do that. It's a a huge win. Again, it's a choice though. It's not like it's going to just happen. Happen. Like yeah. you're not going to get to point D without just doing it. Yeah. Like yeah. you got to say something. It's, and anyway. we can do that in our industry. Yes. We can do that in our it's industry, true. which is a, yep. which is a good thing. So thank you so much, Philip, for being here. It was an honor. You guys are amazing. Lots, lots of energy. So much fun. Thank you, everybody, Appreciate for joining you, us. Can't wait to have you come back. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate. 